doesn't know how to turn up. Greetings and salutations. Uh y'all can hear. I'm working on it. I think I got laryngitis, but uh wifey was good to me. Um, we're late because honestly, it was a long day. Uh my trip to Tallahassee took five hours. Uh I-75 was shut down, so threw off a lot of my plans for today. So uh, but I made home safe. So we are in a studio away from home. Uh, tomorrow, I will be covering the uh, BCU, or not covering, I'll be at the BCU family game, so you'll see me there, uh, hopefully, again, I'm taking the medication, so hopefully this clears up, but um, kind of is what it is, man. Uh, tomorrow, though, FAMU plays BCU in men's and women's basketball, and I- I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. It's the season opener. It is the game that is going to kind of give you that barometer of where you are. Like, where are we? Are we competitive? Are we not competitive? And, again, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to posture as if I know more than I do about this one, though. I, I think the men's game is losable. If I'm honest, now I'm wearing orange and green shaded glasses. I want us to win them all. But if I'm honest, I think we could lose that game. I don't want to, but it's a possibility. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Now, the women's basketball, I'm just going to say that that's a game we could win that one. Trying to be somewhat impartial because. I'm gonna be there, so not gonna not gonna lean in as heavy as I probably would normally. But I'm gonna say this: that's a game. That that is a game. That game you can win. Again, I'm not gonna be overly biased in this one today. I will be after the game though. I, I might I might do a little post game, uh, some something talking about it. Um, We'll see, but it's it, it's a game, and it's a game you need. Like, fam, you needs to beat Bethune Cookman. We need attendance, and I'm not gonna lament the timing of the game anymore. I'm not. It is one of this. It it's that should be one of the last games of the season every year. Cross sport, FAMU and Cookman should routinely finish the season with each other, especially when it's not finals, when students are here, when our alumni are here. Just, just saying, just saying. But as far as football goes, though, FAMU football continues to do some things. Um, the, the recruits are going out there. The offers are going out. Now, y'all know I'm honest with this. 
it's not likely that we get a lot of three and four star prospects. It's just not like I could lie to you. I can tell you the truth. Part of it is the NIL piece. Part of it is facilities. You don't have the same facilities as across the street, down the road, up the road. Like it just is what it is. The stadium is improved. Bragg Stadium is practically new. You do need a new field house. I'm not going in that. The Lawson Center, great venue. But again, as y'all can see, I'm a little late and I'm going to keep it short, especially for today. But, and because we really only have basketball and football to talk about. And I'll be there tomorrow. Again, I'll probably wear my Marquise Bell jersey or shirt. Got a, my mom got me a little something for Christmas. Marquise Bell, Dallas Cowboy shirt. Probably going to wear that just saying. So if you see me on the sideline, just, you know, throw some things, wave, say hey, something. But in order to build our program, and I'm stealing this from Dr. Cavill. I'm not going to lie. We were in spaces yesterday, and Dr. Cavill brought up a great point. We have too many interest groups, too many sponsor groups, too many booster groups. You have the 2020 Club. You got the boosters, get the alumni association. You got the 2020, the uh, 18, uh, 1980, whatever club. Like it's too many clubs and organizations that aren't moving in one direction. And if we're going to get serious about building a winning program, you got to consolidate. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm a member of the alumni association. I was a member of the Booster Club until after I graduated college. Not gonna lie, I, I had a booster, and I, I had a regular booster spot even in college. I've told you this. I wasn't a student booster. I was a student, but I was a full-fledged booster. At a certain point, some of these groups have to consolidate because otherwise, you're not maximizing your potential because you have the money being separated. We can be as unified as our fingers or as together as a fist. In in order to be effective, we got to be together as a fist. If you're going to have an NIL collective, we're not generating enough graduates to have seven NIL collectives. You need one, maybe two. And it needs to be welcoming. There's no point in having an exclusive NIL collective that only suits or allows one group of people to participate. Have different money paying levels, just like the boosters, so that the people that aren't making 90, 100,000 could contribute because if you get enough of them to pay 20 and 30 and $40, all of a sudden you're starting to build strength in numbers. We keep referencing the Clemson Ipte thing where it used to be, I pay 10 a year. That's great. But 
beyond that. It's it's more than that. They pay more than that. But give the alumni, the supporters, the boosters, if you're going to have an NIL, different donor levels. Allow people to support and pay at levels that are comfortable so that then that money can go to, towards NIL and other things. But also have it such that the 2020 club, the boosters, the alumni association, the 19th, some of these clubs need to consolidate and work on a focused goal, a focused mission. One thing, build the field house. I'm not saying that's the only one, but it's one. Build the field house, improve it. Once that gets done, move to the next one. Improve more Kittles field. Once that's done, move to the softball complex. So one by one, your collective, your sponsors, and your donators are helping to rebuild the program. And maybe if not rebuild, to build. Because if you're splitting our dollars between four different groups, that means every group's getting a quarter. You can do a lot with a quarter, but you can do a lot more with a dollar. And if we can work together as a collective, as a group, to put our resources together, then all of a sudden, you're getting a lot more. That That's just... And that was one thing I took from Dr. Cavill. And again, I'm a, I'm a history major. So part of my major is giving credit to people. That That's half of what they teach you. So Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, I'm going to give you credit. I stole my idea from you. But that being stated, he had a great point. And it's true. At a certain point, when you have so many splinter groups, I don't know who to trust. As a consumer, do I trust the family boosters? I mean, honestly, hell no. We saw that win. Do I trust the Alumni Association? Yeah. They've earned my trust. Do I trust the 2020 Club? Yeah. They've earned my trust. As a patron, I've seen what they do. I've seen what they can do. I've seen what they've done. I see what they're doing. I can trust them. Now, some of these other groups, they exist, but I haven't seen the fruits of your labor. And that some of that's on them. Advertise what you're doing. But some of that's also because we're not unified. We need to be consolidated as groups, as interest groups, as supporters. If you're going to be successful at a certain point and a certain degree, some of that petty, I don't like this person, I'm creating my own thing, has to go away. Because you can be Beyonce's group or you can be Destiny's Child. But out of Destiny's Child, ain't but two of them really doing a lot. Okay. Three if we count Latoya Luckett, but out of a group that has had over the course of his time about 10 members, only three or four are independently known, famous, still making change. And 
That's my concern with FAMU athletics and FAMU in general. When you have so many groups that are interested, when does it become a point that you're so separated that you're not effective? Because again, the 2020 club to me is effective. Hopefully, I want to go to one of their meetings. I want to learn. I see an older alumni group, and I wonder how many of them were boosters, members of the booster club. How many are alumni association members? So now they're parts and they're members of multiple groups. They are now some of these people are literally you're pulling from one person three, maybe four times and asking them to be a part of multiple groups. But is that the most effective way to do this? I would say no. And I think research agrees. If we had one or two focus groups, I think you get more. And then once those groups are successful, you can let them then find their way and become something else. Again, as y'all know, I'm a Florida State fan. I love the Seminoles. Not as much as I love my Rattlers, but I'm a Seminole fan. You have the Battles Zen Collective, which is rather new. And then you have their first collective. They both have their meeting grounds, but you're talking about a university that's now strong enough to have two different collectives. Two NIL groups. But how many booster groups? You have Seminole boosters. Now they have different chapters, but you have Seminole boosters. And you have the National Alumni Association as well. But you don't normally at our competitive or rival institutions. And I don't consider FSU a rival, but their competition. You don't see all these splinter groups. You see normally one focus group that has levels. You pay in at your level, you participate at your level. When you get more, you do more. If you get less, you do less. But I'm gonna say this, and again, I'm keeping it short, partially because the laryngitis thing, but we have to get to a point. And it's not just family. It's other HBCUs that are doing this where we get out of the habit of splitting and stretching ourselves so thin because of creative differences. And she wears this and I don't like her. He does this and I don't like him. That we just separate ourselves and almost divest in the program. So I'm encouraging Everyone, find a group and be active in it. Again, I can do more in my local alumni chapter. I'm not going to lie to you because it's not always convenient. It doesn't always suit my schedule. My schedule is a little crazy right now, but I should do more. I, I pay my dues. I give, but I can be more active. I'll do my best to work on that. But... In the meantime, let's us 
work to consolidate our efforts so that we can have those NIL things because NIL works. Again, I talked about battles in, I forgot the rising spear. Two groups, one institution, but two kind of different ideas. AMU has about nine to 10,000 students. You're gonna, you're, if you're gonna have an NIL, it's gonna be one. You don't have time for two or three. But at a certain point, the boosters, and if there is an NIL that comes or, or whatever, that they have to work together to support the athletic program. And you got to pick your programs. That's part of the power of NIL is that I don't have to support every sport. It's the uncomfortable truth, but it is. NIL gets to pick and choose. They can pick, I want this athlete, and I don't like that athlete. The athletic program can't. And that's part of what you're going to have to use NIL for. Hey, Jeremy Musa is your starting quarterback. For all intents and purposes, Musa is the returning starter. You need to find an NIL to support that kid. Maybe not even support him, but to entice him. Because guess what? Junior Maritovich is looking. Fisher's looking. The, the quarterbacks behind him are looking. The quarterbacks you're recruiting are looking. And while you can't promise them NIL, you can tell them about it. You can show them. Isaiah Lane gets an NIL. That's something that you can sell the next generation of defensive ends. Again, NIL, you're not, you're not able to pay for play, but you're able to potentially show players, hey, this is what someone that is at your position is getting. And this is what maybe your market value is here. Again, it starts to become a thing where us putting our resources together makes this happen. It makes it work. And it makes it viable because if we have so many splinter groups, we're never going to be unified because the boosters are going to be talking about this group. The alumni is going to be talking about this group. And I'm just going to be real with y'all. As a 38-year-old adult, I'm not joining the booster club. Probably never again. Just saying. Like, I could lie to you. I could tell you the truth. As a person who's been a part of it, who's seen it, done it, probably never again, unless I see some drastic changes. Now, the Family Alumni Association, you probably got me for life. But again, I see where my scholarship dollars go. I see where I give $100 and kids from Orlando get scholarships. I see where my parents are Leon County members and the Leon County chapters doing things. We have to unify and we have to work together as a collective. Otherwise, we're not gonna be able to be productive. And that's my concern as an alumni. Y'all see, again, I told y'all, last time was gonna probably be the only time. Y'all see non-family stuff. Let's just see me tomorrow.
I'm not supposed to wear family stuff. Uh, but we have to find a way to pour resources into this because we do need a field, new field house. The, the, the weight room has been renovated, but it could be better. If you truly want a championship quality product, we got to have championship facilities. Great basketball arena. Lost the centers. Lost the centers fired. Bragg ain't bad. I, I'm just going to be real. Outside of the field house, Bragg's a new stadium. Like, go argue with somebody else. And half of y'all aren't in the press box anyway. Like 95%. So miss me with the complaints about the press box if you're not in there. Like, because I don't even complain about it. I'll just be like, yeah, it's kind of tight. But you know what? It works for now. It can get better. There's room for improvement. But with a new athletic director who's trying to ask what you want to a certain degree, who's covering FAMU? At a certain point, yeah, we're gatekeeping, but we also have to put our stuff together so that she has more. Because if five groups are giving her a million dollars, that's great. But if two groups are giving her three or four because the members are not splitting themselves between three groups. Again, I told y'all, former member of the FAMU Booster Club. I still have my booster tag in my parents' bed, in my childhood bedroom. I'm not going back. I'm an alumni association member. That's where I'm going. God bless it with more. I may do more, but I'm probably going to stick with one group. It's just, it's more efficient. It makes more sense for me. It's easier. We kind of got to do something similar. Like, you can't, I understand about merging groups that that's not quite viable as far as alumni and booster. I, they kind of have different roles. But at the same point, we need one group for athletics and one group for academics and the university as a whole. That way, okay, I might split myself between two groups. God bless it, I'm not doing four. I'm not. It's because what ends up happening, instead of me giving 100 to the boosters and 100 to the alumni and 100 to the 2020, I'm gonna pick two groups. One will get 100, the other will get 100. That's it. I'm not, I'm not writing four checks. I'm not. We have to make it more convenient for the alumni and the supporters. Because every supporter ain't an alumni. I got people in my family who support family athletics and didn't finish, didn't graduate, or didn't go to family. But They've been to more family football games than a lot of you. They bought more season tickets than a lot of us. But it's because they love FAMU. You got people in the community that want you to win, want you to succeed. And, okay, they may not be able to be a part of the Alumni Association. That's what the boosters are for. Okay? Support the university. So 
All that being said, at a certain point, we have to consolidate our resources and we have to consolidate it in a way that allows the university to maximize the funds and the resources that are being given to it so that, yes, it works for scholarships, it works for facilities, and it works for NIL as well. Because we see in the grand scheme of thing how the facilities race in college football is kind of over. Major college football, not many schools are just focusing on building an indoor practice facility. Yeah, Florida State is, but that's because Florida's got one, Miami's got one, UCF's got one, USF has one. You're really the last ones to the ball game in the state. UGA's like Georgia, Kentucky. A lot of these major schools have had that. You're playing catch up. The new thing is NIL. That's how you're gonna not just get talent, but it's how you're gonna retain talent. I'll give again, I told y'all my story. I'm gonna cite Bud Elliott. Bud Elliott pointed out if you go check his Twitter page, he pointed out how the quarterback class in, in the transfer portal this year ain't that great. And it's because a lot of G5 schools were able to use their NIL to pay the quarterbacks to stay. We're seeing where Grambling used their partnership with Adidas to sign Julian Calvez, a Florida kid from Orlando, to an, an Adidas deal. That's a sweet deal. FAMU is a Nike school. Okay, we're a LeBron school. We're not stupid, y'all. Come on. Jordan, LeBron, they're all Nike subsidiaries, just like Converse. We're a Nike school. Can we get our best player on Nike or a, or a Jordan or a LeBron? NIL deal? I'm just throwing it out there because we're supposed to be one of the HBCU Blue Buds. Can we use our partnership to get our students those NILs, to get those dollars? You got the new FAMU LeBron shoes coming out. Can we get Jeremy Musa an NIL deal where he's wearing the LeBrons? Can we get that for Kendall Bowler? I'm just posting the question out loud because one, I don't want to get left behind. I don't. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I just stated. I could I can see it from where Florida State got left behind. I can see where FAMU is behind. But I can also see where we're ahead. We have that that cooling facilities. How many HBCUs have that? I, Josh, you pointed out something. We have to celebrate what we're doing right. Fam, you had an eight million dollar budget uh, surplus, I believe, something like that. Something neighbor to that. Okay, and I could be misspeaking there, but that was from the spaces. Got to celebrate what Fam is doing right. The Lawson Center. Great facility. Bragg, rebuilt. It's a nice stadium, y'all. Smaller capacity, more intimate. Nice facility. But now, what can we do to make it better NIL-wise? Because 
we can ask Olene to do a lot, but Olene's not a national chain. Y'all need to go support Olene. Let's get the Obama breakfast. And she didn't pay me to say that. But those are the local businesses that continue to pour into FAMU. Clippers, all those places here. They continue to support FAMU, FAMU athletics, FAMU students. And at a certain degree, we have to now use those big companies, those big partnerships to create that NIO and those opportunities. Because, I mean, it's a great thing. Julian Calvez is wearing Adidas stuff and is a grandma student athlete. FAMU is the only HBCU that's a LeBron school. I ain't saying a million dollars, but it would be nice that some of our student athletes, one on offense, one on defense, maybe one on special teams for football, gets a LeBron deal. Maybe a basketball player. Maybe that's how you get that next level, that generational basketball player. We don't have an MJ this year. How do you get a guy that can change a team like that? You got a team this year. Family's basketball team is a team. They work together as a team. How do you get that, though? Like, to me, that's the next thing. And I think NIL is going to be part of it. And go across the street and ask questions. They got two of them. Florida State's got two. It's asinine for us to sit up here and say we have to create it ourselves. Go to Florida State and ask what they're doing. Ask, ask Brother Coleman what they're doing. Ask the Battlers in Project group, what are they doing? Ask the Rising Spear group, what are they doing? And how can we do that at FAMU and make it suit us? You got to customize it because we got to stop saying everything that somebody else did is new. Newsflash, what Prime did ain't completely new. He took stuff that other schools were doing and he made it fit Jackson State. You have to do the same thing at FAMU. Do what works, implement it at FAMU, and make it orange and green. And then it's ours. But first, we need to consolidate our resources because we can do more together than we can separate. So sorry about the late show, y'all. Again, uh, if you're late coming in, I drove from Central Florida today and I-75 was completely shut down. So uh, it took me five hours to get home. <laughs> That's normally a three and a half hour ride. At worst, it was about five and a half. So yeah, after we fed up and everything else, we literally pretty much just got home. Uh, so um, And hung with some family, tried to catch up. My sister, not so. Uh, but as always, y'all. Hopefully, I'll catch y'all again. Famu uh, versus BCU tomorrow at the Lawson Center. Double header, men's and women's basketball. Uh, but always, big shout out HBCU Digital Network, the Black Techies, Herb Seward. As always, y'all. This is gonna be fangs up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started.